0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the uh, Monday, November 30th edition of the morning check-in. It's the uh, first Monday in Advent edition, uh, 2020, so we're off and running. I am Damon Jensen-Heitman. I'm one of the pastors at uh, First Presbyterian Church of Hastings, Nebraska, joined by...
1: Greg Allen Pickett. It looks like you had to wait, like, think for a second. I'm one of the pastors at, um, first Presbyterian.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I had, you ever have one of those moments where you, where you know that, you know, someone's name, but then you think for no reason at all, you think, what, is that their name?
1: That's what I had. You did that. You did that with the church.
0: Yeah. uh, First Presbyterian. Is that, yeah, that's what it is. Oh,
1: (laughs) uh, all right. It's Monday. Fair
0: enough. <laughs> it is Monday morning. <laughs> it's and, and Monday. I can, like, with the... It was a long holiday weekend. You know, I'm just getting, just regathering my faculties at this We're moment. Regathering your faculties. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Aren't you glad that I'm regathering them?
1: <laughs> I, I am indeed. We got a big week ahead of us. So Yeah,
0: I did just think about letting them, you know, free roam for a while uh, and the, seeing if the they come back.
1: The free-roaming yeah. faculties are the most dangerous faculties.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they need to be contained. They really
1: do. <laughs> gather your faculties, gather your faculties. <laughs> and uh, this so is this, not a reflection on actual college faculty, just in no. case anyone's wondering. <laughs> I don't think anybody would have, would have thought that. But free-roaming college faculty may also be the most dangerous college (laughs) faculty. I
0: think also potentially, you know, just like so many things, it just needs to be focused in a in a helpful direction. Indeed, you know, (laughs) just like uh, so. When I was doing uh, CPE, which is Clinical Pastoral Education, which is a thing that pastors do, you know this. um, The director uh, would you talk about the different emotions that people experience that you might experience. And they talk about anger as an emotion. And one of the things that he often said was that anger was a good and helpful emotion, but it had to be direct. Like it had to be like focused and directed towards something useful and helpful, right? Like that, that anger can be good and helpful if it's focused in the right way. Um, And yeah, so there you go. Well, and and even
1: Jesus demonstrates that, right? When he goes and turns over the money changers' uh, tables in the temple, it's righteous anger, which is focused in the right direction because of the abuse of people that's happening in the outer courtyard of the temple. Right. Um, and, And we often think of Jesus as the shepherd carrying the lamb and all this stuff, but there are times when Jesus has righteous anger and as long as it's focused in the right way, that's not
0: necessarily a bad thing, so long as it doesn't cause you to... Yeah. Um, yeah. And when our anger gets misdirected or focused in the wrong place, then that's what caused problems uh, for yeah. us and for others. But at any rate, tangents aside, this is the Monday check-in. And what we're going to do is uh, we'll spend some time looking at the scripture that we're going to use for this upcoming Sunday and spend a little kind of a brief little Bible study on that and then we switch gears and we share a little bit about what's going on in the life of First Presbyterian Church of Hastings, Nebraska, and uh and what folks should be aware of, what plans for Advent, Christmas Eve, um, all that fun stuff that we got going on. So um with all that said and done, did I think I think it's your turn to open prayer.
1: I think it is. Why don't you go gather your faculties and I'll open us in prayer (laughs) David (laughs) All right, let us pray. Gracious, loving God, we thank you for Monday mornings. Uh, We thank you for the opportunity to gather our faculties after a long weekend. For those of us who experienced joy this weekend, thank you for that joy. For those of us who experienced grief this weekend, thank you for walking with us in the midst of our grief. As we begin this season of Advent, Lord, We trust that you are with us each step of the way. We thank you for the words that you have written to us all those years ago and how they still speak to our lives today. As we study your holy word this morning, Lord, in Isaiah chapter 40, may the words of comfort that you speak into the lives of your people still be words that bring us comfort today. We ask all this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen.
0: So for this upcoming Sunday, which will be the second Sunday in Advent, uh, we have a passage from Isaiah, a passage uh, that folks are familiar with, at least in part, I'm, I'm guessing, just from the fact that it, it does come up pretty much every year during Advent. And so it's from Isaiah 40. Uh, verses 1 through 11, and it reads uh, something like this, once I get this shifted out of the way. Isaiah chapter 40. Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem, and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out, In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low, and the uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out, and I say, what shall I cry? All people are grass. Their consistency is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely, surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See, the Lord comes with might and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother's sheep. And that's how that passage ends. So, Greg, what do you got?
1: Ah. Oh. Well, like you said, Damon, a familiar passage. Uh, We read it almost every uh, Advent season, Um, but let's place it a little bit in its historical context. And so the, and a little teaser here, Dr. Dan Deffenbaugh, who's our scholar in residence is gonna be teaching a two week series, uh, adult forums on these Isaiah prophecies. And so Dan probably knows this stuff better than Damon and I do. Um, And so we invite you to tune into those either live on Sunday morning at 9.15, or uh, we will be recording those and posting them to our church's YouTube page. Uh, But there's an important historical context to understanding Isaiah. And in this case, the book of Isaiah by scholars is usually divided into two sections. Some scholars even divided into three sections. The first section is chapters 1 through 39. And then the second section is 40. To the end or you can also have a dividing point in about isaiah 55 so it's a uh, pre-exilic and post-exilic uh, and so the first 39 chapters are about the terrible suffering that god's people have um, have experienced and then in 40 it looks like they're going to be able to go home uh, they have lived through this period of terrible suffering, and chapter 40 starts this, this journey home for them. Um, and they, they have to wrestle with what has happened to them, and then also uh, look forward with hope and anticipation to what uh, what that homecoming may be. Um, and it, it's interesting. I don't know that our sufferings in the past nine months uh, compare with the sufferings of God's people. <laughs> um in this time because uh, they had it pretty rough. But there, there are definitely some parallels here. And I think if we have ears to hear, um, just like the writer of Isaiah can hear the suffering of his people and then responds to it with words of, of hope and words of comfort. So we're still doing some of the wilderness wandering that the, uh, the folks from Isaiah were doing uh, right now. We're, we're not past this pandemic, it's still upon us. Uh, we're, we're waiting with bated breath to see uh, if the, the cases are going to rise again post Thanksgiving or if perhaps we're turning a corner on this. We're waiting with hope for a vaccination that will hopefully be readily available to most of the public but in the meantime, um, we're, we're out here in the wilderness and I had tentatively titled my sermon where the wild things are <laughs> um, and so we wait with God's people in, in the wilderness, but in the season of Advent, we also wait with hope. We wait with anticipation. We wait with the knowledge that God accompanies us, even in the wilderness, in these wild places where the wild things are. So mm-hmm.
0: that's, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I think the, the, the experience that, Covid has kind of forced upon us is is in some ways a a sort of a collective wilderness experience um, that we're having right now. Um, But and I think also that we 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 experience like being in the wilderness um, in individual ways. Also, Um, you know, you mentioned in your prayer those who spent part of the weekend grieving. Um, So when we lose a loved one, sometimes that. Pushes us into this kind of this unknown space, right? Of the wilderness, this this space of sort of feeling. One of the great theological questions that that the exile forced upon the the people of the covenant was, how do can we still be people of the covenant even while we're going through this? Like even while we're separated from the temple, we're separated from our homes, we're separated from our places of worship. uh, We've lost family members. Um, can we still be the people of God, even in the midst of this feeling and knowing this sort of separation, right? Um, and and I think that there are there are lots of things, and we folks experience that feeling of separation from God um, all the time, <laughs> in in small ways and in large ways, and and this passage sort of really starts to speak and address that that comfort oh comfort my people um, um, addresses starts to address that sort that separation and, and you start to see there was three sort of anticipated return to jerusalem uh, from those who are in those who are in exile those who are being held captive in, in babylon yeah yeah
1: and it gets into uh, the, the, the language that the prophet Isaiah uses is just uh, is so interesting because it's this stark contrast language. First, it's it's this warrior God. And then it's also this, this God of great intimacy and nurturing. Um, and it's all packed right in there. And some biblical scholars even want to suggest there were even two authors for this one chapter of the book of Isaiah because of this contrast in languages. But I think if if we focus too much on that, we, we lose this idea that um, that God is with us. God is a strong, steady presence with us in the midst of suffering. And also God is a nurturing presence with us in the midst of suffering. And um, I mean, the, the, the closing lines of this are, I mean, the opening lines, comfort, oh, comfort, my people speak tenderly. Cry to her that she has served her term, and then the closing lines, he will feed his flock like a shepherd, he will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. It's just um I find such comfort in that language, uh, particularly. Uh, certainly the, the, the strength of God language is, is comforting when we're going through rough times, but the, the tenderness of God, the loving tenderness of god is just such a powerful image for me um in the midst of this pandemic in the midst of grief uh it's it's just it's striking um and and when we think about sort of other images of god from other world religions rarely do you get a god that is clutching a a lamb in its bosom, Uh, you know, and there's just, there's, there's something that is incredible to that, that uh, really speaks to me. And and if we think, we think about wandering through the wilderness where the wild things are knowing that God has us uh, just clutched in, in his, in his chest. um, I don't know. I it's, it's good. It's good stuff.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, Folks shouldn't, shouldn't be to this point yet in the devotional, uh, but this Kylie wrote about this for next week's devotional. And one of the things that she pointed out was that the, the way that it's phrased in verse three, um, make straight in the desert, a highway for our God. She, in her writing, she sort of pointed out that the highway is for God <laughs> as in like to, that, to, to make it easy for God to come to the people. Right. That, it, that it's God's desire to come and to be with the people um, and, and, and making straight the path, making the highway there uh, makes it easy for God to come and, and do that, um, which goes along with what you are talking about in terms of um, that sort of comforting, reassuring, nurturing God. Yeah. Yeah. So, some sort of like utility person or something <laughs> just parked outside the house uh, and came up to the house and Hannah went to the door and I don't really know what's happening <laughs> um, but I'm sure it's exciting
1: if you need to step away uh, I can carry the conversation <laughs> by myself I do it all the time
0: <laughs> we'll see what's going we'll see what happens so um, fair enough so that's if you saw Hannah just sneak through the back. It had something to do with that. So no problem. Oh, now she's at the back door. No, okay. Good. The um, now they're going downstairs.
1: Do you need to step away?
0: Yeah, well, they'll figure it out.
1: You sure? We can pause. We can pause the recording. Even we've never done that before.
0: Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Let me, we'll pause. We're going to leave good. all this in. Okay. I think we're back. Uh, we're getting a new uh, water meter. A new water meter? Yeah. Apparently, it's just every 15 to 20 years, your water meter has to be replaced. And ours is, I guess, 18 years old.
1: And they, they, they picked this time while we're recording the Monday check in on Monday, November 30th, to replace your water meter. Yep. It's all
0: good. Not sure what they would have done if no one was here, but whatever. <laughs> would have gone to replace the next water meter. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. What else do, do we need to talk about? Anything else for this passage?
1: Um, yeah, you know. There, there, there is a, a little bit of language in here about, um, about sin. And, uh, and yeah, so that, that that's, that's an interesting aspect of this passage as well, where um, sort of the suggestion by the prophet Isaiah is that uh, some of their suffering is a result of, of, of their sins. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but that God has, uh, has finished the, the the repayment for the sins. And now God is back and it speaks to kind of what you were talking about damon of god's people the chosen people like can we still be god's people in the midst of this in the midst of uh this wilderness wandering um in the midst of uh, yeah of this punishment but uh it turns out god is still with them and, and ready to take them back with open arms um in the same way that god is always ready to do the same with us if uh if we
0: repent and ask right yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, I think it'll preach. Yes, oh, hold on a second. Okay, so uh, nothing around here is ever as simple as it really should be. <laughs> so there's uh, the shutoff valve won't close all the way. Um, so he's got to like chip out some stuff, which involves some hammering and that sort of thing. So I'm going to go out on the porch. Okay. Maybe. It's going to be chilly out there. I know. Now it sounds like he's maybe done with the hammering. So, cause we we're going to get a bunch of that.
1: Okay. I think we just need to buzz through our announcements here so we can wrap up, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. We need right. to prepare a highway for that shutoff valve to close all the way. Indeed
1: oh so in the life of the church um we shared with you last week that session uh met and made the decision that we we're going to suspend in-person worship at least through uh january and so that means that uh in terms of sunday morning our worship will program...
0: if it happens again i'm just gonna let you keep doing the announcements
1: that seems reasonable yeah <laughs> um, you yeah, mute, mute, mute your mic and i'll wrap it up for us that's totally yeah. fine that's you know, interesting to yeah. If we think about this, we have not been interrupted like this, and we've done like 40 of these things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's that's not a bad streak.
0: No, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we're getting a new water meter so, for Christmas. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so uh,
1: worship. It, yeah, worship is uh, is stay at home worship that will be broadcast on Facebook Live as well as on uh, KICS Radio 1550 AM. Uh, But we're going to have some in-person opportunities uh, between now and Christmas uh, in in the spirit of the Advent and Christmas season. One of those will hopefully be uh, parking lot hymn sings that we will do at noon every Sunday. We tried to do that this week. Uh, It did not work, unfortunately, uh, because uh, of the high winds and the wind chill, which had us down at 25 degrees but um, we're gonna try every Sunday at noon. You would show watch our stay-at-home worship service and 10.30 to 11.30, hop in your car, drive down to the church at noon. We'll sing through four of our favorite Advent and Christmas hymns. Robin Kuzer will lead. Linda will be on the electronic piano and we'll gather in the church parking lot with social distancing and face masks required, but it'll be a chance for us to at least celebrate the season together to look into one another's eyes and, and do that. Um, In addition to that, we also are planning a drive-in Christmas Eve service, which will be uh, held in the Hastings College Football Stadium parking lot. Uh, That will start at 5.30, although we encourage you to get there a little bit early, starting at 5. As you come into the parking lot, we'll give you a bulletin and uh, a battery-operated electric candle. It'll be a service, then you'll tune your radio and it'll be great. So uh, be on the lookout for more info about that, but plan on Christmas Eve. Uh, getting to there between 5 and five thirty for a, a wonderful Christmas Eve service that we'll do from the parking lot of the Hastings College football stadium. Uh, we also have done a, a service ecumenically with other churches called the Blue Christmas Service. This is a service for people who have experienced a significant loss in the last year and, and how the holiday seasons may not be the same For those of us who have lost a loved one. Um, And so we're going to be doing that. And that will be broadcast on Facebook Live on December 17th at 730pm. It will also then be posted to our church's Facebook account. So if you can't join us on Thursday, December 17th at 730, you can also watch that later. Um, We'll have it available on DVD as well. Uh, what else? We got Advent, Season of Advent. Uh, we got our Advent devotional that Damon worked so hard on that started yesterday. Uh, awesome devotional. There's a weekly devotional with a scripture and then a daily prayer. Uh, and there's a reverse Advent calendar that's part of that. So keep up with that. If you need a copy, reach out to the church office. We'll get that to you. Uh, we can get your paper copy. We also have electronic copies available of the Advent devotional. And then this great thing that Kylie is doing. Um, every week in Advent, she's going to suggest a spiritual practice, uh, a way to engage with our faith in the season of Advent and Christmas, since we can't be together, uh, recognizing that typically so much of the season is about gathering, gathering as a family of faith, gathering with our own families, and some of that is being taken away from us by the pandemic. So Kylie is going to present a spiritual practice every week for the season of Advent. Um, she's calling it the five, five at five, the five five four five basically spend five minutes a day five days a week doing a spiritual practice uh and so keep an eye out for that she announced that at church on sunday and then we're going to be posting that both to our church's facebook page and youtube channel she sent me a great video that summarized it today and she'll be doing those each week so that's that
0: oof what else we got damon I can share also that there is there is a scant few days remaining for folks uh, to get a cinnamon roll order in uh, if they were looking for a December 13th pickup if you if you made it through Thanksgiving and you thought oh that was a lot of work. Uh, take it easier at Christmas time and get some pre- pre-made cinnamon rolls for yourself. Uh, help yourself out a little bit and in the process uh, you can help out to go and serve folks as we prepare for uh, what we anticipate will be a, a service trip this coming summer. So uh, if you have, any have questions heard, about that, yeah, go ahead.
1: Oh, the, the rumor is that in addition to a plate of milk and cookies, it turns out Santa Claus also <clears throat> likes fresh baked cinnamon rolls. Loves them. This would help you with that. It would save you a step of having to make fresh baked cinnamon rolls. All you'd have to do is pop them in the oven, bake them, frost them, and then they'd be there for Santa.
0: Yeah, set them out. You're liable to see a 20% increase in your Santa related goodies, I'm guessing. (laughs) So if you have questions about that, you can contact the church uh, and we can get you set up. There have been order forms in the bulletin and in the newsletter and all that sort of stuff. But if you can't track those down, just call the church and Gene or I'll be happy to help you out. So.
1: And what's going on with Christian Ed in this uh, COVID time in the
0: season of Advent, Damon? Ah, so Christian Ed, we did, we did take this past Sunday off from Forum. You mentioned Dan is going to come back, Dr. Dan Deffenbaugh, and do a two-part little series that I am calling Messianic Expectations. And so he will take a look at um, some of the prophecies that we oftentimes read related to Advent and Christmas. Uh, the messianic prophecies and talk about what were first century Jewish expectations of a Messiah and how did Jesus live into those? How did Jesus not live into those? Uh, so that'll be coming up uh, this coming Sunday and then the, the Sunday after that. So um, and airs of parent, I believe is, is meeting. I think they may still be doing their, it's a wonderful life um thing i'm not 100 percent sure maybe you have more information on that oh i think
1: that that's that so both of those are adult ed classes offered at 9 15 a.m on sunday mornings live via zoom uh, uh but then dan's classes are also being recorded and we will be posting those to the church's youtube page so they'll be available and we'll uh, we'll push those out once those are available um and then with uh, our pre-k through fifth grade we're still doing remote Christian ed. Uh, Steph sent packets home to all families with children in that age. And so we've got that covered. Um, and if you need that packet, let us know. And then middle school and high school are taking a little hiatus here for the month of December to reconvene after the Christmas holiday. So I think that is that. Yeah. You want
0: to close us with prayer, Damon. I'm going to suggest you go ahead and do it because I'm hearing sounds that sound like wrapping up sounds. All right. Sounds good. And I may have to, I may have to step away.
1: All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's close with a word of prayer. Gracious God. Thank you. Again, we come to you with gratitude, gratitude for this opportunity to do this together. Uh, Gratitude for uh, warm houses that we have uh and water meters being installed even in the midst of recording podcasts we thank you god um we thank you as well for your word for the prophet isaiah and the words of comfort and peace that he puts upon us during the season of advent continue to let those words speak to our hearts in this wilderness wandering time that we are in and help us prepare the way for you oh god prepare the way for you in the season of advent of hopeful expectation it's in christ's name we pray Amen. And you may see if you are watching on YouTube that Damon has just stepped away from the computer. And so uh, we will probably uh, edit out this part of the recording, or perhaps we won't. And I will seek to keep you entertained until Damon can step back to the computer and uh, end our um, recording. And it looks like he's back. And Damon, if you want to just hit end recording, we'll call it a day.
0: Okay, toodaloo.